Now I'm Jeff. And this is The Final Word with Jeff and Aaron. If uh, suddenly you hear Jeff in the background singing something, it's because he's been singing The Bird is the Word for the past few minutes and slowly driving me crazy. Well, I mean, it's one of those songs that gets in your in your ears and you just can't can't help it. Of course, now I can't sing it for, you know, copyright reasons. I don't it's, it's probably not copyrighted anymore. It's got to be copyrighted. That song has got to be ancient. Okay, vamp for a second. Okay, I'm going to vamp as Jeff looks up whether the bird is the word is copyrighted. And for those who don't know, um, don't just, do it. Oh, I'm going to do don't it. Don't sing those words. Bird, bird, bird. No, bird stop is it. The word, the bird, boo, boo, boo. Well, you can't, it was, you it can't was, even do it. So we, don't worry. That that yeah. was so bad that there's no way they could possibly well, claim copyright strikes. I didn't want to completely, you know, terrify people with the, the there's a Family Guy episode that makes it kind of Huh. Terrible. The song is actually called Surfing Bird. Oh, I think I knew that actually. And it came out in uh, 1963, November oh. 13, 1963. Who, uh, who released it? Uh, the artist is, you think this would be the easier thing to see, uh, the Trashman. Oh, it's probably still copyrighted then, 1963. I'm positive it is. Yeah. Thanks well, to Disney. Yeah. Well, yeah. D- D- Disney destroyed copyrights. Yeah, completely ruined it. It was, copyright was basically the idea was to, uh, get money off of something that you worked for, for your life and your descendants one year. Well, I not one year, but like think so. I one think, generation. Yeah. Something like that. And it was supposed to expire after a certain number of years, regardless of yeah. descendants and whatnot. And it technically is still supposed to do that. Just but every you time can we get renew it. Or if you, uh, like change the work a little bit you can get a new copyright for the new work it's kind of like the same thing that drug companies are doing with uh, patents on drugs oh really yeah see uh, yeah I, I heard it was like uh basically the copyright for for mickey the original like you know tugboat cartoon mm-hmm. um was coming up and disney uh lobbied that Oh, you know what? We should just increase the uh, the deadline by twenty years or so. Yeah, and then just like every that. time the deadline comes up, they keep pushing it back and back because Disney has lots of money and controls the entirety of our entertainment sector. It's kind of true right now. It's it's terrifying. And speaking of Disney, I'm actually really excited about this, even though I'm feeding money into the terribleness that is disney i mean they're so big at this point they basically became a money black hole you can't help but feed money to them. yes and also walt disney was an anti-semite so that just makes it so much better (laughs) uh but i am going to disney world this week oh really did i not tell you this no 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 this is new to me um so i'm leaving uh tuesday i get back friday uh so my sister uh she has a conference in in Orlando, basically, they're staying. Oh, I think I did hear this. Yeah. yeah. So she's basically staying at Disney World. I don't know if they're staying actually in the park, but I am tagging along and staying with my sister, and then I will be going to the Star Wars land in yes. Disney World. Yes. So I'm really excited about that. What did your sister do that she has a conference in Disney World? So she works at an admissions at the University of Denver. Um, she's uh, what? She's the director of communications. Oh. Uh, within the admissions department, and I don't know what the the conference in, is. It's you know like for all like yeah schools and whatnot about admissions stuff. I don't know all the, <laughs> the exact details, but um, she's been doing it for a couple of years. Normally, she goes um, with her husband and daughter. Um, As would make sense if you're going to Disneyland, bring your kids, right? And I can't remember why they're not this time around, but it worked out for me because it actually was. Like completely um, unplanned the, oh, in a nice, sense. Nice. Um, I was it was like a month ago maybe. I was talking to my sister and she was telling me about Disney and 
I'm not coming this time. And it's like, oh, when are you going? It was like the end of January. Like, well, well can I come with you? <laughs> um, now, I forget. Disneyland, is that? Disney World. Disney World. That's Florida. Yes. Disneyland yeah. is California. Disneyland of California. And the Star Wars one is only in Florida. No, I think it's in both now. Or oh, I think really? it actually started in California first. What about the Harry Potter one? Is that Harry Potter is not Disney. That's a good point. Harry Potter's Universal and it's in Florida. And I'm hoping, I don't know. So my plan is going to Star Wars on Wednesday and then potentially going to Harry Potter on Tuesday or on Thursday. I mean, that would just make sense, right? With, yeah. Well, I think um, my sister, the conference ends Thursday, like late morning early sure. afternoon uh and she thinks that they do like a half day thing mm-hmm. so the two because she likes harry potter um so the two of us might try and go uh to harry potter on thursday um i don't i haven't actually looked to see how much universal is disney is stupidly expensive but i mean you're a grown man you can pay money oh i know it's just still stupidly the real, expensive the real question will be if you go to the disney one will you buy one of their interactive wands I don't know. I don't know. Probably. Probably. Yeah, right? You kind of... Also, I actually, I saw a YouTube video where you can actually trick the sensors by just... So all they are, if you if you don't know... Uh, it's, it's an interactive lightsaber, by the way. No, 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 no. I'm actually talking about at the Harry Potter one. Oh, at the Harry Potter one. Oh, you're talking... Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. I know which one no, you're talking so about. Yes, at, yes, the yes, Har- yes. at the Harry Potter one, you can buy um, special wands and they make it, you know, like the books, whatever, who cares, um, where they can interact with certain things around the village where you'll, like, do a wave of your wand and it will make some coffee boil or something like that i don't know whatever it is um but it's really interesting because they're obviously very expensive because it's disney and it's a it's you know it's not disney it's well it's warner brothers you you can forgive my mistake because disney owns everything it's true for those who are somehow unaware of this disney owns two of the biggest franchises in marvel and star wars yeah pretty much plus all of their other crap yeah. oh and and pixar forgot about pixar so they own everything. Yeah. Well, apparently, except for Universal, right. um, which owns Harry Potter, which is you Warner Brothers, I think. I don't know. Yeah, who cares? It's, it's all just a mess. Um, it, anyways, it basically all it works is it uses an IR camera mm-hmm. and or an IR emitter. I'm, I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. And the other thing has the camera. And oh, so yeah, all yeah, you yeah, have yeah. to do it's like a remote control, basically. Yeah. But with a little bit difference. What you could do, though, is you could buy yourself a little IR reflector mm-hmm. and then use that to do it uh, and actually i saw this video on youtube where people they basically bought a whole bunch of these little ir reflectors for um i think originally the idea was they used them for mocap motion con- capture uh-huh, for, uh-huh. for like media and, and games and stuff uh but they put, put it up on the end of like a pickle and they were able to use the magic pickle to, to oh, do this stuff kind of cool what does the wand do like it literally there will be spots within the harry potter world that um you can, you wave can like wave at. it in a specific orientation or something like that and it'll make something interesting happen nearby huh well i'm definitely hopefully we'll get there um i know in the star wars one you can build your own lightsaber yes which i'm hopefully gonna do you thinking i think so i mean the only thing is is i don't know how big the lightsaber is and how difficult it's going to be to take on a plane with me i think it's since it's build your own you probably can choose like you you probably don't want to go with the dual staff saber right, right? or i'm um, hopefully like it can come apart you well, know, like, you know, I guess maybe, yeah. In theory, yeah, like if you, you can, can build unscrew. it, you can unbuild it. Right. But, um, and I'm sure it's got to be, you know, airplane safe. Like, it has to be. Or something, you know. Oh, right. Wait, what What line, airline are you flying with? Southwest. Oh, well, then just. I could if I needed to check luggage. I'm hopefully not. 
Right. I mean, I at this point, I, I'm never really in a rush when I go flying, except for for conferences and whatnot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I usually just check something with Southwest anyways. Yeah. Oh my goodness. I've gotten to this point where I decided that my laptop is hopefully safe enough, and I actually check it, uh, check my laptop. Really? Because I... I did this for for Christmas like going this, home. The yes, big one. the one that I'm currently looking at right now. He has a really beefy laptop. It's a it's makes, a gaming laptop. It's huge. Yes, and it has very loud fans, which you might hear in the background. Hopefully, the noise reduction cuts it out. Well, that and the fact that we're finally using directional mics, That's which makes life too. a little bit easier. Anyway, so uh, when I flew flew for Christmas, I thought, you know what? I hate traveling with shit. I want to just be able to walk on the plane, sit down, wait two hours, and then get there. Yeah. And so I packed everything into a suitcase and, and then just, just crossed my fingers. Got, did you have any carry-on? Uh, no. I had my, um, my tablet. Okay, my tablet, tablet and my headphones. Okay. Okay. Uh, which phone. I realized immediately that I made a mistake <laughs> because there's no... My, my, my uh, tablet is very, very large. It's a 10-inch tablet. And so I have That's no place to... Store it, and uh, basically, I realized very quickly that I had I had to get a bag to carry. Oh god, it. you had nothing, right? I literally had nothing. I had the clothes on my back and what was in my I, pockets, and funny. this thing was so big it could not fit in pockets. You need a like just a little backpack or something. That's what I was thinking. But the funny, I was thinking the exact same thing. The problem is that just is like an Ouroboros, right? Eats the yeah. tails. The whole reason I got rid of all my stuff in the first place was so I couldn't bring any stuff, right? And then I have to start bringing stuff to carry the stuff that I want well, to bring. You know what you need to get. Um, and I know everybody who's listening to this is just enthralled by what we're talking about right now. It's our personality. That's yes. what. That's why they listen. Yes. Um, have you seen those? Uh, um, they're kind of like reusable bags with the fabric straps that you can sort of wear as a backpack. Oh yeah, that's actually the thing I was looking yeah. for. Like that's like the perfect thing because it's very small. Yep, and, I can pocket it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, especially if you get one of those that has its own pouch built in, so that yes. you can like crumple it up into right. the pouch and then zip it. Yeah. Um, that's yeah. basically my thought after I did this experiment. Yeah, I'm planning on, I got a small backpack that I'll throw probably, I don't know if I'm going to bring my laptop or not with me. Um, don't. Well, what are you, you going to use it for? Well, I think I'm going to, I have in my possession at the moment a MacBook Air, um, which I'll probably bring with me so I can like watch a movie or something on the plane. Sure. Because I no longer have my iPad tablet because I realized I was like not using it ever. So I sold it. And now I kind of regret it a little bit. Yeah. Because, but um, I I don't, I just, I don't like chucking, chucking, checking baggage, not because of like the checking at the beginning. I hate waiting for it after I get off the plane when oh. I just want to get the hell out of the airport. See, I usually, my mode of transport out of the airport is like an Uber or a bus or something like that. So I'm already kind of like waiting. Yeah. Or, yeah. So I know I'm taking a shuttle. I actually got to look at the details um, because the, I am like a part of this conference now. Nice. Um, Wait, are you actually a part of the conference? Like, are no, you a, I'm like I'm considered, you know, a, a plus one a plus one. Yeah. Or something Interesting. like that. So, you know, I'm not going to the conference, but I can utilize the shuttle. And then there's this. Well, I mean, if you have a if you have a um, a room in Disneyland, Disney World. Yeah, I got I don't even know what hotel I'm staying in. You probably should figure these things yeah. out. Well, it's kind of it's one of those things where like. I didn't have to make any plans. The only thing I did was book my flight. That sounds delicious. It is kind of cool because I'm like, I don't have to worry about anything. I do need to buy my Disneyland, Disney World ticket, but that's... Probably. I mean, how much... It can't be much more expensive if you try to buy it. I don't know if there is a difference, honestly, if you buy it day of or buy it ahead, but... I don't even know how expensive it is currently. 100 something? Like 110, I think is what I looked up. 
um, for one park. Disney World consists of right. five different parks. I think, which which park is the one? The that... Hollywood Studios. Oh, that makes sense. Is that also the one that had the like Tower of Terror? Yeah, that's it gone used to be and... MGM, I think. Oh, okay, that makes sense. Yeah, so it's got I don't know what other than Disney or excuse me, other than Star Wars. I'm not even sure what's. Well, in it there. has the Rock and Roller Coaster. Does it? Is I that... believe that's Aerosmith, and you. Uh, oh, yeah, you could do the Rock and Roller Coaster. Mm. That's a thing that exists. Well, I'm kind of excited because f- from what I understand, the Star Wars land, there are, I think there's two rides, but it's more of like an experience. What is it? Smuggler's Run? Is that what it's called? One of them. Yeah, there's two. I think Smuggler's Run and... Uh... Well, I thought Smuggler's Run was the the location. Oh, no. The location is uh, a planet... Um, shoot, what's the name of the planet? It doesn't. Um, I don't know. Yeah, whatever. Who cares? You'll yeah, find Galaxy's out. Galaxy's Edge. Galaxy's Edge. That's what it is. And Smuggler's yes. Run is the ride. Yeah. Um. Well, let's go. Cool. You're gonna have something to report back when you uh yeah. when you get back. So so that's this week. Next week. This week. This week. Leave Tuesday. Leave Tuesday. So I will have stuff to talk about when we when we come back. When you come back. Yeah. Or when I come back. It's. I'm also, and I'm very torn about this. I'm not bringing my camera. I'm gonna bring my phone. Oh right. But I'm not gonna bring my standalone camera, my little SLR, because it. It's not worth it. Well, especially, well, mm, I, mm, uh, I don't know. I mean, so I have an iPhone 11 and the cameras are pretty freaking phenomenal. And like the only thing, the usefulness of my SLR is twofold. One, um, you know, interchangeable lenses, but I'm not going to take multiple lenses with me for, for this. For yeah, this. no, of course. Um, and in general, it's going to take better pictures just because it has a much bigger sensor. But What's is the... it worth it for something like this? Now, it's going to be one of those questions that a person who doesn't know anything about cameras is going to ask, and somebody who does know about cameras is going to roll their eyes and be like, ah, oh, it doesn't matter. How many megapixels is your... 16. 16? Okay, so it's only slightly bigger than actually... Is it, It's either 16 or 20. I honestly can't remember now. It doesn't matter. Um, uh, it's... It... I mean, so the bigger thing, so for well, those... Well, optics yeah. help a lot. Well, yeah. So for those who don't know... Um, there's a number of different things that can affect picture quality. One of the big ones is the size of the physical sensor where the light hits. Because that just and, changes how sensitive it is. Right. right. So, like, if you look at a phone, obviously the sensor is very teeny. It has to be. Um, so, it's not... So, each individual pixel is very small, and that leads to two things. One, each individual pixel is not as sensitive to light because it's smaller. Sure. Um, and it can increase noise because uh, they're closer together and um, noise is caused by the electrical current. Between. Basically some bleed between the two pixels. Right. And so you, it's like static, essentially. Yeah. Um, and so, A, um, the gain has to be higher because it's not as sensitive to light. So it has to be like louder. Yeah. And then because they're so close together, it can bleed over to other ones. I can Now, see that. phones have incredible uh, software software and, Im- yeah. and actual image processing hardware that it compensates a lot for that problem for, and so like it's gotten to a point where in some cases my phone actually takes a better picture than my camera yeah i mean like my camera's low light is way better than my i actually used to have a digital camera not anymore mm-hmm. but your phone's low light you mean yeah my phone's low well my phone is my camera. Right, so. right. But your the camera on your phone's low light is better than your old standalone camera. Yeah. Although the funny thing is, I this was like maybe three or four years ago. I thought, you know what? I'm going to take real good, good pictures. They're going to be so good. I'm going to use my actual camera instead of my phone. And I, I took it out and I realized that my camera is so old that my yeah. phone literally beats it in stats. Yeah. Like, 
Yeah. Sure, it has optics, you know, yeah. actual optical zoom, but my phone kills it. Yeah. And I, I'm so torn about it because so I love photography. I definitely would consider myself an amateur photographer. I've got an Olympus OMD EM10 Mark two or three um <laughs> anyway so it's interchangeable lenses and um you know it's got an actual viewfinder not just the lcd screen how big is the camera on its own if you were to bring it um it's a pretty small camera so like, th- what's your rationale for not bringing it it's not worth it like i don't think it's worth a the extra like the camera like so it's not a huge camera but it still adds weight it's not something i can just throw in my pocket sure so if i'm walking around but i mean you got like a neck strap right right. so if i'm walking around galaxy's edge it's just something else like i don't think it's worth it for the four days especially like there's nothing that i'm going to be taking a picture of that's going to particularly require the art that it's it's not going to say you know be at the top of mount Mount Fuji. fuji exactly yeah yeah um one of our so one of the things that Aaron and I have been planning is trying to do a, a a trip to Japan in the summer, and we're currently debating whether or not to climb Mount Fuji, um, because uh, according to my friend Matt, who lived in Japan for a couple of years, the best time to be at the top of Mount Fuji it's is sunrise. sunrise, and apparently, like it's it's local folklore legend one of those words that hopefully is a little bit more culturally appropriate um that seeing sunrise on the top of mount fuji is life-changing the problem is the climb up is about nine hours so we more or less to get there in a timely manner have to leave at like 5 p.m i mean i feel like sunset's pretty nice too well, I don't even know if we can't. Just I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if you'd want to be at the top during sunset. Yeah, you'd be coming down in the dark. There's that, um, and also like you know, the 14s here in Colorado. You're yeah. not allowed to go up them after noon or something right. like that. Or you're not lightning. supposed to. Yeah, I don't know if you get that there because it's a single like it's just this peak in the middle of nowhere. I don't know. I always thought we'll the re- to- I guess yeah because I guess the region is because it's so dry and electric storms right. and stuff like that, which they probably don't have nearly probably, as much. I don't of. know. We'll have to we'll, we'll have, have to, to investigate. But um, well, so one of the things. We were talking about with Mount Fuji is I have this phenomenal lens for my camera. It's this massive zoom lens. Um, and how many in dollars phenomenal is it? Um, well, so officially, I think it's like an $1,800 lens. Jesus. Um, I got it on Amazon in what they call the gray market. So it's basically... Whoa, whoa, whoa. explain this. So it's so the gray market is... Um, the I bought the lens essentially directly from a supplier probably in china or whatnot okay so it doesn't have the markup and it doesn't come with a warranty oh interesting. but it also only cost a thousand dollars what i see no problems with this no i don't that's why they call it the gray market not the black market because there's nothing illegal or wrong about it but it is it's like if if something were to happen to it panasonic who makes the lens wouldn't fix it sure but like let's be honest how many times have you actually warrantied something? Right. I mean, you know, it does like my most devices come with like a year warranty sure. or something. This comes with zero warranty. Right. Which I'm not really worried about with. I mean, as long as you treat it well, it's not going to. Yeah. The worst thing that can happen is a manufacturer defect. Right. Um, and which, you know what? It was a risk. Um, so 
funny story about this lens. Um, so I use this, well, not this specific lens. Well, I used oh this <laughs> model of lens uh, for the eclipse a few years ago. And the pictures were just, I mean, you've seen the pictures, They're Jeff. pretty breathtaking. Yeah, I think. I mean, I took some with my camera phone and I was like, hey, look, you can kind of see the corona around yeah. it. But I should. Um, you can post I think, them. I think I post them to the them. Facebook page. Yeah, I'll put them on the Facebook page. Uh, anyways, so when the eclipse came around, I. Um, like this is a once in a lifetime experience, more or less. Um, and like I knew I wanted to get some really good pictures. Sure. And I was looking. I had a, a relatively inexpensive telephoto lens for my camera, and I was taking some pictures with it, like testing out like with the moon, and it was okay. Like it would have been fine, but I was like, I really want to get some like phenomenal pictures of this so i did some research and i came across this panasonic lens which um was expensive um and i was hemming and hawing and i purchased it on amazon for eighteen hundred dollars and then returned it on amazon because you can do that with amazon um so i bought it for another slightly sketchy sort of thing right like i mean i didn't do anything wrong or illegal i just was somewhat morally questionable i suppose do you do you, do you want to cut that out i don't know no oh, okay no. we're fine um so yeah so i bought it and like i when i bought it, it was like i'm gonna return this there's i cannot justify you bought it literally with that intent. like i cannot justify spending this much money on a lens but like I want to get a picture of this eclipse. That is so, um, yeah. So I bought it on Amazon and Amazon has a 30 day return policy. Um, and then you have 30 days to send it back once you initiate the return. Sure. So I basically had it for two months because I waited until oh, the last Oh, God. Minute. How many um, more photos did you take with it? Quite a few. Yeah. Um, is is some, that the reason that you eventually bought it outright semi Yeah. Like, like that was like. A couple years so you're, passed. You're just I had taking saved it on a, a demo, right? Like, and I had saved up some money at that point, and I was like, you know what? Even if I don't use it very often, which I don't, because it's a big lens, it's not something that is easy to take around with you. Yeah. Um, but even every once in a while, it just it's for those who are not photography nerds, you don't get it. I mean, not you, wow, gatekeeping much? Sorry, geez. that's <laughs> I did, did not mean it to come out that way. More along the lines, you may not understand not that you well, don't it, understand i mean i think this is true for most hobbies it's one of those things like somebody sees me paying thousands of dollars on well, let me lower that number hundreds of dollars on video games people are like why would you waste your time on that right. it's just hobbies right? right if it's something that you enjoy significantly then it's worth significantly investing in right it. and and it just what for me the the lens it's it's gives me nerdgasms. Oh god. Because it is <laughs> the it has optical image stabilization stabilization which is just phenomenal. I mean, we'll just let the the photo of the eclipse just kind of Well, that it. was on a tripod. Yeah, but still. But I've it's had a good some photo. handheld pictures of the moon like fully zoomed out, zoomed in and handheld and it's amazing. Good stuff. And so, you know, the when you're taking a picture, your hands shake. I don't care how steady you are, they shake a little bit. And the more zoomed in you are, the, the more, more obvious yeah, the shake totally. is going to be. Um, and then obviously, if you have a longer exposure, you're going to um, get more shake. And what optical image stabilization does is it stabilizes the image. and um, Optically. Optically. And within a lens, it's usually a little uh, gyroscope and the lens itself is floating. So it um, stabilizes it. And it's just, oh, my God. It was. Um, I also 
I don't know if I ever sent you a picture of this. I think I sent it to like a whole group uh, earlier. I think it was in the summer. Uh, the orbit of Jupiter and Earth were at a point where they were closest. Oh, right. And you took a picture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, I, with this lens, I was able to take a picture of Jupiter and you can see four of Jupiter's moons. Um, That's awesome. And I mean, we're talking about little pinpoints, but and, okay. the fact that I could do it, it's just like, oh. And I think now the audience has the proper context to talk about this debate, which is, oh, does yes. he bring the lens to Japan? Right. Especially if I'm going up on Mount Fuji. And the problem with the lens is it's really big. Really big. Like it is significantly bigger than the camera itself. Yes. And probably weighs three to four times the amount of the camera. Yeah. Um, it and and keeping in mind, um, although you can totally check luggage and stuff to go international, it's not that that's a problem. The problem is once you get there, what are you going to do with three or four bags? Right, exactly. And I, like I think I could put it in like my mate. Like if we do a back like backpack, like I think I could be get it in there, and I think it would be safe. How fragile is it? Um. It's pretty well built. Okay. Like, I mean, it's, you know, it's it's a metal cases. Obviously, you've got a glass. Um, sure, oh, sure, sure. Um, and, and there are obviously some very delicate moving parts in there. But, you know, if I pack it properly, I'm not really concerned about travel, like it breaking or anything on the airplane or whatnot. Oh, no. See, I'm definitely more worried about the while we're hiking around exactly. places. Somebody bumps into you. And- right. And like, I'm not, I'm honestly, I'm not worried about that. It's just more of lugging it around, lugging around, especially. Like on a day to day basis, like with everything else, I'm not worried. It's hiking up to the top of Mount Fuji. You don't you want to have as little as you can get away with. I would think so. Again, nine hours of straight hiking and it's a pretty decent uh, elevation. Yeah. I mean, it's it's a it's twelve thousand feet up and I think you start pretty close to sea level. I don't know about that. I I think it's definitely I I don't think it's worse than climbing a 14 or here. Probably not. Um, so I think of the, I think the reason it takes nine hours is because it's a well, fingers crossed, very, please hope a gentler slope than climbing a fourteen here right. in Colorado. Which I don't know. Well, I don't know. I don't know. Um, let's. See I know it. somebody who does know, but uh, I haven't talked to him yet. So. Um. But it's, yeah. Again, talk about once in a lifetime opportunities, right? Right. Like, sure, you can take some pretty cool photos of of Galaxy's Edge and whatnot. You really only get a couple chances maybe maybe two to take a picture of sunrise on the top of right. Mount Fuji and like the things like with like Galaxy's Edge they're just going to be like fun photos yeah they're not going to be something that you're ever going to want to like uh, I don't know print out and actually frame or something right, like that exactly. whereas there's Mount a small Fuji, possibility yeah especially and if we get there at the right time which I don't think we will but we'll find out and I mean then the other lens I was thinking of bringing which I'm probably not going to have a little macro lens yeah I think so, one is probably yeah. Um, for those who don't know, macro um, lets you get really close to a an object. I mean, what are you going to take close-up photos of in Japan anyways? Flowers, maybe. Honestly, I'd I take, don't I don't think it's worth it. I'd I mean, a it's water, a very teeny lens, but... I'd take a waterproof lens. I have thought about getting like a waterproof case for my phone. Yeah, I'm thinking of something like that because... Because my phone itself is waterproof for up to 30 meters for like an hour. Yeah, but well, here's the problem with that. Salt water. Salt water, and also that's... Laboratory conditions. Right. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, so when I was in Okinawa several years ago, I went snorkeling just off the coast and it was so pretty that I almost risked my phone just to take a couple photos with the same mentality that you just had where, oh, it's water resistant for up to 30 meters. It should be fine. Uh, And I was like, I'll I'll even wrap it in a couple plastic bags. Um, luckily my friend talked me and talked me out of this idea with the simple statement of, yeah, but if it breaks for any reason for the rest of your trip, you will have nothing to take photos with. I was like, that's a good point. I guess I'll just enjoy the moment. I am not making that mistake again. I am. I'm worst case scenario. I'm buying one of those dinky old nineties waterproof, um, disposable cameras. Right. Right. Or I mean, even do like a nice, uh, Ziploc bag. Well, I definitely not doing that with my phone, but I'm thinking of getting, uh, there's some like Pelican cases you can get that are, are relatively waterproof. So, this is surprisingly difficult to find the base. Ele- there we go. No. Well, you don't want the base elevation. You want the elevation of the base camp. Okay, we're going to pause real quick to actually look this up. So uh, be back in a second. Okay, so the base camp for, what was the name of the trail? Yoshida? Now? Yes, the Yoshida Trail is 2,300 meters, which is, I think, what I say, 7,500 feet. Okay. And then the max, max elevation. elevation was about 12,000 feet, so we're looking at... Uh, fifteen or a five thousand foot elevation gain. Yeah. Okay. So it's top to it's still pretty sizable. Yeah. Um. How? Oh. Hey, we're gonna pause one more time. Okay, we're back. So we were looking, and up. we got more mountain facts. Yes. Okay. So with Mount Fuji, it is a um about a twelve mile round trip loop. So like six eighteen miles kilometers. Each. Yeah, 18 kilometers. So like six miles each way, and then a five thousand foot elevation gain. So, so we're looking at six miles, like. Straight six, six miles horizontal, one mile, mile. vertical. Approximately. Um, for reference, there was, a f- I mean, there's a lot of 14ers in Colorado. One of the 14ers I climbed with our friend Anthony. Hey, Anthony. Um, <laughs> I know you're listening to this. Um, uh, Mount Sherman is a five mile round trip. So like two and a half mile one way. Sure. And a 2000 foot elevation gain. So we're basically looking at. Half as long, half as high. For a 14er here, which is very disheartening because I kind of had this uh, grand idea in my mind that climbing Mount Fuji was going to be n- not not easy by any means. Don't get me wrong there, but easier than some things. No, it turns out it's going to be a lot harder. Well, I think hopefully, and obviously I don't know for sure until we look more into it. I don't think Mount Fuji is a very technical climb. Yes, which I do like that. It yeah. seems like it's mostly just pathways that are lined with shops. More right, or less. and it's just long and arduous tall um yeah matt was saying it's more of a const it's more of a constitution uh test a test of endurance than it is a test of like strength that said if we do want to do that we might want to practice with a 14er here because if we can do that then we probably true i mean i i've I've done a 14er i know i can do it i haven't Um, because the idea of waking up really early in the morning to climb a mountain is uh, stupid but i hate waking up in the morning anyways um, but we're going to have to get you out of that habit from when we go to Japan, because well, otherwise I'm too. teasing you every morning. Well, I'm going to be so jet lagged, I don't even know what the hell time it's going to be anymore. We'll fix that. I, yeah. Like I said, last year, last time, uh, just basically forcing myself to stay up the entire first day right. worked just, pretty well. Yeah. Um, yeah. But my, it, yeah. it did mean that first day was also kind of lost just because I was so loopy. I know. That's. <laughs> I mean, I, you kind of have to figure that no matter what yeah jet lag sucks especially when you're going across the u.s uh across the world yeah and so what you get 16 hour plane flight plus a 12 hour time difference oh fun times yeah it's gonna be good um and i think because the flights are are um like i think the shortest and most 
the cheapest one we're going to have is going to be like almost over 24 hours. Yeah. When you combine in all of the legs and all that. So uh, we haven't actually planned planes. this out yet. We've, so we've, we've, we've talked about we've it. We've talked about it. We're actually, after, we actually after we actually finish this podcast, we'll we'll plan it out. Um, so speaking, speaking of this podcast that we're currently recording, um, we paused a bit ago because we were looking up the Mount Fuji thing and we came across a glitch that occurred. There were some audio dropouts and Jeff and I went through and fixed them because we're professionals. We're professionals now. So I would be intrigued if anybody can tell where, where, they were. These, where these glitches were. There's. If, if you can post on our Facebook page, oh boy! Um, and if you successfully guess it, you'll get pride and satisfaction. Yes, and that's about it. Yeah. Maybe maybe a call out in the next podcast. I will say there are there were four dropouts, uh, one of which we cut out entirely, so you will not notice it. Yeah, there were three other ones. They were near the twenty. Five, well, don't give them mark. everything. Well, I'm going to give them a little bit. Otherwise, they're going to be listening to the entire podcast going, did it drop out? Did it drop yeah, out? they're going to listen out? to it multiple times. It gives us a lot of analytics. Yeah, but it's fake analytics. I don't care. It's analytics. No one cares. It's just a number on a page. Um, anyways, I was going to say is of those three, I think we recovered two of them pretty well. And one of them, I think, is going to be a little bit more obvious. Yeah, there's some weird overlapping Ish. So, but but I don't. We don't want to give too much away. We've already given more away than we perhaps should have. So yeah, one of the kind of like. So the whole reason we were discussed about Fuji to begin with is this idea of will he bring the um, oh, the right. big lens? <laughs> yeah, that's why I, that this was the idea for the podcast to begin with. Is we do you even remember what we started talking about? What the initial thing we talked the about first thing was me going to Florida. Yes. Yes. Uh, and then we went from Florida to you not wanting to take your camera to not wanting to take this lens to, to Mount having Fuji. to fix the podcast and going off on a crazy side tangent yeah. there. Yes. That's lens, what I love. Cam- wow. Okay. Yeah. Um, so the kind of compromise that I came up with is if he takes the lens to take really good shots oh, that's with right. us, yeah, 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 yeah. I'll take the microphone so that we can actually record a, a podcast in Japan. Right. Which we might, we still know how it's all going to turn out, and this is, you know, months down the road. Right, because the problem is, is the microphone would be used once, and the lens would probably be used once. I think you'd use that lens a lot. Let me say this, there are tons of photogenic things. True. Well, it's, you know, the problem with a telephoto lens is it is not a versatile lens. Sure, but we will find you tall points to take pictures from. I know, I know. I think think of at least three. I think I'm going to take it just because, I mean, we're going to have enough stuff already. It's not going to... It's not going to add that much more weight to everything. It's more along the lines of, I don't want this thing to break. Yeah. It's actually one of the things that I'm most not looking forward to is optimizing the... Okay, I'm ki- let me kid. Uh, it's optimizing, so I'm definitely looking forward to it. But, right, but it's, it's optimizing what I'm going to actually put in my backpack. Right, which is is like both a, ooh, what, how can I optimize this? Like, and then also like, what do I God actually need damn to it, this is a pain in the ass. Yeah, it's like, can I take that? Is it worth taking? Anyways. Yeah, so, so... That was kind of the compromise I was thinking is... Yeah, I'm... A, I'm 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 okay with because that. that you bring in the telephoto lens benefits us both in certain right. ways. And I think, oh, if we do that though, a laptop is going to have to come with us. Maybe we could fiddle around with trying to figure out how to get one on a tablet. It could be done. Oh, or just record directly to each of our phones. That would actually be kind of funny. <laughs> we if, have just a po- a podcast recording from our phone directly with like no editing. It's going to be terrible. But it would be kind of cool. Yeah, we'll see. We'll, well also, see. you said you... Spoiler it, alert, everyone, for like June. Yeah. You'll, you'll log in and be like, why is this one so poor? And then we'll immediately explain it because we're not idiots. I mean, um, not entirely. 
Speaking of idiots, and on a completely different note, how, how do you feel about the impeachment, Jeff? Impeachment talk. That's my transition for the impeachment. Do you like it? The waveform looked pretty cool. Oh, that's fun. It was it was pretty even out. The da 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 da. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I'm stealing that idea uh, from somebody else, but who cares? You're, you're stealing it from uh, NPR because it's for the uh, like the news hour. It's there's the sound goes. Da, 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 something like that. Oh, that's funny. So then the person that I'm actually stealing from stole it from them. Very possibly. But the difference is they're actually doing something legitimate where the person I'm doing it is uh, for a thing called Haunted Doll Watch. So God. I know. think what NPR is supposed to kind of sound like an old school like Morse code or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. Anyways. So impeachment. Um, so the it's most, a giant shit show. Yeah, it's well, I think the most frustrating thing was hearing that all of the Republican senators were just like. We don't need to pay attention because yeah, we're just we going to know leave. the outcome of this. Yeah. God, it's, at least have some dignity. I really I'm, wish somebody would sneak in some more camera footage because right now the ones that we have are not sufficient. I mean, the for me, what the most frustrating thing is twofold. One, it's basically re- people are just repeating themselves now. Every all of the testimony that the various House members are giving, we've already heard. And we're not learning any new information, which isn't surprising. Well, we're not learning any new information in the trial itself. Right. A lot of crazy things have happened outside of the trial. Right. And so because the Republicans are basically stonewalling any effort to try and have witnesses. Yeah. It's just repeating. It's like a broken record right now. And I, I, I totally understand why some senators find it frustrating and a lot of, you know, everybody else in the world or this country finds it frustrating because like, yeah, we know this already. Just get it over with. And that's why they should be fighting for new witnesses. Right. And they're trying that they need. I think it was four Republican senators need to vote on an amendment to allow witnesses. So we need to get four Republicans. Yeah. And right now there are three possibilities. So we are never going to get witnesses. Probably not. Well, that and sucks. the sad thing is, and again, I under like, well, I don't agree with it i fully understand why uh mitch mcconnell mitch mcconnell and- <laughs> mitch mcgonagall yes oh god that's a much worse version of harry potter yes mitch mcconnell doesn't want witnesses and other republicans don't want witnesses is because they're not going to change the vote like the republicans aren't going to change their mind even if a witness were to come forward and unequivocally say the president what the president did was illegal wrong and is an impeachable defense um Act, act cares, yeah, um, like in no uncertain terms, it's not going to change their minds. The only thing it could potentially change is the public opinion of America, and I don't think Republicans care right now. No, they don't. They all they care about is lining their pockets, more or less, and right. staying in power. And what's interesting is, in the Senate at least, it's more difficult because they're they're not subject to the gerrymandering that has happened in the house so i feel like senator seats are more um, stable no less stable oh well then see this is what i don't understand like or less safe not stable less safe in in my my mind now this could be because i'm i'm in my own little liberal bubble right but in my mind clearly public opinion says trump did something bad we should investigate it and figure out what's going on. Mm-hmm. Again, my liberal bubble, this is what I hear. For all I know, that's not the case. Think of how much press and like goodwill any of those Republican senators just going like, yeah, no, this is bad. I'm going to side with the people who are clearly on the right. I think the problem is twofold. 
Again. Uh, again. I, I do like the term fold, like threefold, twofold. Um, the public opinion regarding the impeachment is still shockingly split. Like there are more people in favor of the impeachment trial at this point than there were before, but it's still not a big majority. I think it was like 50 some percent are in favor of in the investigation versus 40 right. some percent being against but, it. But think if you were a no name senator that just kind of, okay, I guess you can't really be a no name when you're one of a hundred, but right. still just, you know, one of the, the new, you could gain is, so much yes, traction immediately. Is, I don't know. I don't know what's going on in the Republican party. There is so much fear of not towing the party line now that if you don't it, tow the party line, you're not going to get reelected, which in the House I can see because of the way the districts are drawn at this point. Um, there are a lot of very, very safe districts that if you're a Republican, doesn't matter what you do, you're going to be reelected and the same for Democrats in a lot of ways. That's not the case in the Senate. Well, maybe it is now. OK, conspiracy theory time. Yeah. Well, fun, fun conspiracy theory time that I do not actually believe, but like saying, because it's uh, interesting to think about, um, maybe the reason why all the Republicans are like towing the party line and are terrified of not is because they know they're rigging the elections. I mean, that's possible. I think some of it is also because um, a Senate term is six years. I think most senators, at least Republican senators, have between four and six years left on their terms. So a lot can change in that time and people have very short memories. So they could make the you know the decision now not to support the impeachment regardless of public opinion and in four years people may forget yeah. about it it just what really sucks is regardless of of if you're gonna keep your power or not like the goal should not be i would like to remain in power the goal should be i should probably figure out what the truth is regardless of if the truth is against me i know well and that's I think one of the issues in Congress in general with the lack of term limits is you have career politicians yeah. who are in it not to make policy or to represent their constituents. It's money. It's money and power. And that was never, I mean, I don't know. I don't think that was ever the intent in the founding fathers' minds. Um, it's just, and it's also, I mean, obviously I wasn't alive in the, the 60s during the civil rights movement or during Vietnam, but in my lifetime... I've never seen Republican Democrat division to this level to this strength. Yeah, no, totally that. I mean, it's basically Republicans are going to actively do things or are going to actively not do things. Democrats want to do even even if both sides want to do it. It's still an uphill battle. Right. And it's I. it's usually again. And you can relate to this. There is definitely a liberal bias here. I definitely feel like it's always the Republicans saying, oh, Democrats support this. So, no, we don't support this. Even if it's like, let's all of a sudden the Democrats come out and say, let's fund the border wall. I could see Republicans being like, well, not in that way. Yeah. Well, and yeah, it definitely is on both sides, too. Mm -hmm. Like, it's not like the Democrats are these shining uh, pictures of democracy. I mean, what are you talking about? They're all saints. Yeah. No, they're not. It's just that... uh, I don't know. It it's just the division's nuts and they're just a bunch of children and they need to play nice with each other yeah, and, again. And Trump is not making it any better and I just this upcoming election is both terrifying and exciting because something very good could happen or Do you think he's going to win? I don't know. I don't I really don't know. 
the the optimist in me says no, but the realist in me says it's probably about a 50-50 at this point. I mean, my if everybody were to actually vote, if people actually got out and vote, Trump wouldn't win. I don't trust people to actually get out there and vote. Yeah. And there are a lot of um and when very you say entitled white people who and this ha- this is what happened in 2016 was there were a lot of people who were Bernie Sanders supporters and most Bernie Sanders supporters are more well-off white people who were like, well, he didn't get it. No way I'm voting for Hillary. I'm an entitled little person. So screw the system. And then Trump gets elected. Yeah. And my fear is something like that is going to happen again if Biden gets the nomination versus uh, Warren or Sanders. Uh, I those think, are the three front runners right now. And I could see the same thing happening. People being like, well, Biden is, you know, not liberal enough. So I, I don't want to vote for him, even if Trump gets reelected. Yeah, I, I can say this. Whoever goes up against him, I'm not voting for Trump. That's easy enough to, right. to solve. The problem is, uh, well, not problem. I think a really cool ticket would be Warden Sanders or Sanders Warden. like Warren. Warren. Is that what I said? You're saying Warden, I oh, think. Warren. Whatever. I think I may have just been stuttering a bit. That's very possible. Um, it, like, one of those, that, that ticket would be really cool. Sadly, I don't think that's going to happen now. Right? Because of the uh, spat between them regarding you, Sanders' comments back in 2018 with uh, not thinking uh, a woman could be elected president. Um, I remember that, but my views were clouded a little bit. I never actually saw the actual... So... Also, we all know that anything said during the Democratic debates means nothing the instant the Democrat is chosen, right? True. Well, true, uh, to an extent. So uh, the the real quick and short of it, because we're actually coming up on time now, is uh, there was a leak a couple of weeks ago that back in 2018, there was a conversation between Bernie Sanders and Elizabeth Warren where Bernie Sanders basically said he doesn't think a woman can be elected. Um, Bernie Sanders has unequivocally denied it. Elizabeth Warren has basically said it happened. Let's move on. And during the last Democratic debate, of course, it came up specifically because CNN is just awful. They did some terrible shit. Oh, they're just an awful, awful debater. News they specifically asked questions that presumed the answers and yes. then like they, wanted to see fights. Yes. And so they asked. The question, um, you know, to Bernie, like, why did you say this? And he's like, I didn't say this. And then they literally right after that went to Warren and said, do you feel what Bernie Sanders said is true? Right. And, and, you know, and I, yeah. And the problem is, is I don't think either of them are lying. Do you think TV is the problem with politics? Oh, they're absolutely not helping. Yeah, especially I mean, like Fox News. And I'm, I'm just talking about in general. If we just didn't have TV and it was back to radio again, do you think politics would be a little bit more tame? You'd have to cut out the internet too. I feel. I feel like no. I feel like the internet still would suck. It still would hurt things. But there's something about the fact that the TV is in every home still. Yeah, it's or it's the 24 hour news cycle. Yes, that it's that's constantly it. where you need to have clips and they need to be interesting and catching people's right, eyes. Just repeating the same stuff over and over and over again. And what has happened is Fox News is they're really good at what they do. And I know some people who they get all their news from Fox News and even if Fox News outright lies, which they do sometimes. Didn't they put the impeachment trial on mute? Something like that. I think like they put it on mute and just had commentary over the whole thing. Yeah. Or something stupid like that. How could you? Mm, I don't know. Anyways, on that, 
lovely, lovely note, um, we are going to transition to the final word. Okay. Yeah? You yeah. ready? Lollygag. Oh, uh, like laser round? Okay. I wasn't sure if you'd heard that word. Oh, no, totally lollygag. Okay. But I'm yeah. a lollygagger. Yeah, basically just kind of say that again. lazing around or like like mosey mosey a little bit of procrastination thrown in there no this is fair you yeah. i asked one yesterday it was pretty easy i mean last time it was pretty yeah. easy you asked me this one it's fair yeah, there we go all right with that i hope you enjoyed this somewhat meandering podcast yeah, i'm liking this way of just kind of talking about stuff that we think is fun yeah all right all good night and good luck peace wait what you can't use good night and good luck <laughs> That's not yours. I know. I know we'll eventually have to come up with the sign-offs. Mine is peace, because that's the easiest yeah, one. Yeah, that's just crappy. I know, but still, you can't steal... Whose is that? Uh, uh, oh, crap. Good night and, and good, good luck. luck. Oh, my God. Old newscaster. Wow. Now I feel awful. Yeah, okay, you should. Okay, I'm pausing this, because I got to look it up. Because... You're stealing stuff. You don't even know their names. Well, I just looked it up. It, Edward R. Murrow, and I totally knew that, and I had a massive brain fart. But that's funny because I, I have no idea who that is. I mean, I can guess because context, but what? Yeah. Uh, 1950s journalism when, you know, journalism wasn't complete. Sh- sure. show. You want to try to take that again, though? Maybe what? G- give another uh, uh, take at your, your sign off phrase. Live long and prosper. No, that's that's Spock. You can't take Spock. I can take Spock. I like it. Spock is awesome. It, he's awesome, but you've got to be unique. Um, I don't know, man. You're putting me on the spot. I haven't thought about this. Um, Just say the first two words that come to your mind. Go. He is staring blankly. Uh, because means- you want to know what the first two words? That no, came I don't. Mind. Now I'm concerned. <laughs> Poopy butthole from oh, God <laughs> from Rick and Morty. And that's the way the news <laughs> goes. goes.